0: See, every day, every day needs to become a day. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Rays 4, Pirates 2 yesterday in St. Petersburg, Florida. Tampa Bay with the sweep. Tampa Bay being one of the better teams. In all of baseball, Tampa Bay needing two walk-off wins and then taking this one primarily because of Diego Castillo's inability to get a tag down on what should have been an easy caught stealing in the seventh, the Rays proceeding to score four more runs because Anthony Bonda is terrible at baseball. And yet my takeaway from the whole weekend really was that Wow, those Tampa Bay guys can pitch, and they've got a lot of them. They've got enough that they can go ahead and send Blake Snell out right after reaching the World Series and not sweat because there are so, so, so many of them because their system is so deep that there isn't a close number two among any of the 30 major league teams. So when people get excited, and at times it's justified, about the Pirates system being in the top three or four, as they are commonly in the rankings, understand that Tampa Bay is so far ahead of whoever happens to be number two that it isn't even interesting. They're spectacular at scouting, arguably even better at developing. And then... Within all that, they've got probably the best book on everybody else's systems, which is how you end up completely embarrassing Neil Huntington with the Chris Archer trade. Huntington couldn't recognize young talent if it hit him in the face. And Kyle Stark couldn't recognize baseball from volleyball. So you had Tyler Glass, now Austin Meadows, and Shane Boz right here right here. And the Rays got all three of them for a pitcher they knew was done. That's just being smarter than everybody else. And nothing is smarter in baseball than piling up pitching. And the Pirates are not close in that regard. Every time something exciting has occurred with this team, including at the big league level, The one thing I keep coming back to to temper any excessive enthusiasm is, okay, but who's going to do the pitching? I look at the current staff, even when guys get on a little bit of a roll, the older guys, the 25, 26, 27-year-olds, JT Brubaker will pitch well for a while. Zach Thompson's here, and he's pitched well at certain stages for a while. Jose Quintana almost has to be in his own category. He's a veteran that the Pirates almost certainly will be looking to trade by the deadline. has had a nice bounce-back veteran year. But this comes down to two guys as far as Pittsburgh is concerned. Two. And that would be Mitch Keller, who's having a very nice resurgence that I don't feel like it's getting appreciated enough. And, of course, Rowanzi Contreras, who pitched... Yesterday, I guess you'd say it was okay. It was five innings, five walks, which you don't like to see walk with the bases loaded against a 156 hitter. Definitely don't like to see that. But he also worked his way out of some jams, reared back for a little bit extra at a couple of points in the game, took a little something off the heat to try to make sure he was hitting the zone went from 97 down to 94, 95, and it helped in that regard. And he'd walk off the mound after five with a 1-1 tie. That's, that's good. That's all positive. That's all uh, learning on the job, uh, adjusting to a really, really good, solid contact-type lineup. And he got a little bit better, and he has been very good. north shore tavern right across federal street from pnc park here's some of what derek shelton had to say about ronzi contreras's start roe did a nice job i mean he got a little bit away from himself uh, in the second and ended up walking four guys i did like the fact that he that he battled out i mean he threw almost 40 pitches in that inning but i think the one thing that roe needs to take out of this is he can pitch in the zone and get out so he doesn't have to go away from bats i mean this is a really patient club you have to get them out in the zone. Uh, he did not do that in the second inning. and gave it up a run. But he was able to come back and execute pitches. And I, and I definitely think a growth moment for him. In the numbers don't lie. This was his seventh start this season. He's got a 2.76 ERA. And that ERA is among the best in franchise history for any rookie pitcher before the All-Star break, the minimum of six starts. That's that's really really impressive. He's also struck out 42 batters in the same number of innings and he, you know here again the the walk total isn't great 19 walks it's a walk every two innings he needs to get rid of that but you know what that wasn't really that much of a problem for him in the minors he's not been a guy who's had command issues so you'd think that maybe there's a little bit of learning the hitters involved learning the umpires uh Adjusting to the fact that umpires aren't going to give a newcomer the benefit of the doubt. Some of that has to come into play here. But overall, man, there's just nothing but good things to say about this kid. I I have not a solitary complaint other than there aren't more of him. This is what ultimately needs to happen. These pitchers are not at Triple A Indianapolis, and that's why everyone's constantly got to be pumping the brakes on anything that goes over the top regarding, when do you think they're going to contend? When do you think they're going to do this? If you believe that the Pirates between now and 2023 are going to go and get active on the free agent market for starting pitchers, I've got not one, not two, but three sister bridges across the Allegheny River I'd like to sell to you. It's not going to happen. I don't believe you're going to see the Pirates active in free agency for good starting pitchers ever. They're going to have to come from within. Now, if you can pull it off the way, oh, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays did, not all that long ago by sensing that there's a bargain somewhere and grossly underpaying a guy like Charlie Morton and then fixing Charlie and then having Charlie carry you through a season, yeah, then you can pull that off. But the idea of just going out and competing financially for starting pitching, even if Bob Nutting weren't the spendthrift that he is, it wouldn't be feasible. It's not something that's sustainable. You have to develop your own pitching. That's the number one thing the Rays have gotten right for so many years. When we come back, J1Q. And today's J1Q comes from Matt Costello, who wins J1Q of the century with this beauty. How much longer must we endure Anthony Bonda? The lone lefty in the pen argument is invalid now, with Cam View here. Giving up 14 runs in 20 innings is putrid. Yes, Matt, yes. However... You're underselling the level of putridity, which is not even a word, but that's how putrid he's been. 14 runs in 20 innings doesn't tell you that after Castillo screwed up at second base on what should have been a caught stealing, the relief pitcher or any pitcher who's on the mound is more than welcome to, you know get another out. Bail the guy out a little bit. Instead, Bonda threw, you have to see the chart to believe it, five pitches that were meatballs that would have made an Italian chef blush right down the pipe. They overlap each other on the chart. It's as if he was serving him up for like his son in a home run derby, boom, 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 boom. All five of those pitches should have been creamed. As it was, he had to settle for just one of them being hit solidly and the Rays going on to have a three-run rally. He's terrible at baseball. He really shouldn't be here. And if it feels like we, all of us, kind of uh, matriculate from really bad 25th or 26th player to the next really bad 25th or 26th player, that's because that's the way this roster is set up right now. It just is. We're going to talk about the Anthony Bonda types. We're going to talk about the Yu Chang types because for reasons that I can't really explain and actually don't have to since I'm not the manager, Derek Shelton can't stop using them. And the other, of course, is Yu Chang, who comes up with a man on base in the, oh, just at some point or other, these guys are going to be gone, probably sooner rather than later. There are other players we've seen between this GM and this manager, who Shelton and Ben Charrington just give umpteen chances to. I don't have to remind anybody of Kai Tom, who they just loved. They just could not accept that the guy couldn't hit a baseball to save his life chang appears to be next in that lineage uh, it's it's maddening it just is uh, banda needs to go yesterday chang needed to go before he ever arrived uh, i understand that those who are the, the bigger picture types the more rational types when they observe this process and this franchise moving from you know the total blow up to now in year 3 of getting a little closer showing some more competitiveness will single out these players more often than not it doesn't matter but you know what else doesn't matter what anyone thinks of your human natural reaction to watching these games. And it can, it can make you doubt other good, smart stuff that these same people are doing. It can make you think that smart people are dumb. And that's, that's not real helpful either. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening the Daily Shot of Pirates almost as much as I'd appreciate finding out at some point today that Banda and Chang didn't make the trip from St. Petersburg, Florida, to Washington, D.C. We'll do this again tomorrow.